The views and opinions expressed by guests on this podcast do not represent or reflect the official policy or position of the Ticket Paycheck Foundation and podcast. All information shared is from personal experiences and does not constitute medical advice. We do not take responsibility for any statements expressed during the podcast. Take a pain check does not endorse any products or services. Any said products or services mentioned on this podcast may not be suitable for you or your condition. Please consult with your physician if you have medical questions, as it may pertain to your condition. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode on Take a Pain Check. I get to talk to Tony. So hi, Tony. Can you start off by introducing yourself, telling me a little bit about your diagnosis, where you're from, what you do for a living, and kind of what's up with you? Hello, everybody. My name is Tony Sosa. I'm from San Diego, California. My background primarily has been in fire and EMS. So I have an associate's in fire science, and I have an EMT National Registry Certification. Aside from that, I worked with the Forest Service on a hangar as a firefighter, and I have a plethora of volunteer experience, city departments, explorers, Forest Service, you kind of name it. It's been something I chipped away at since I was 15. But as of right now, I mean, I work for the state of California, so I have a state job. I work with the Department of Transportation. And it's all here in San Diego. Other than that, I enjoy cycling, running, hiking. I'm a very active person. Um, I enjoy spending time with my family, going to the beach. I mean, I live in San Diego, so I'm there almost every weekend. It's almost like five years since I've had lupus, been diagnosed. I was diagnosed in 2017. So even now, like, it's still a journey. It's still a process, but it's been managed very well. I feel like I've kind of learn to live with it fairly good really anytime i get a chance to talk about it or tell other people about it or if someone is who else has it or they're newly diagnosed i'm more than willing to share my story and any information i could give so really whatever questions you have for me just throw them at me and i'll i'll do my best to answer them sounds good i mean that's what this podcast is for it's for me to ask you questions and you to answer them so aside from that you were diagnosed with lupus in 2017 so it's been i mean fairly new not really kind of but when did you start experiencing symptoms i was diagnosed in october October of 2017 was the official diagnosis, but I started having symptoms a few months prior to that, uh, more like in August. I remember vividly the end of July, but profoundly in August. And it was, it, it was literally a night and day thing. It was, I was living my life com- active, working, going to school, doing everything under the sun and the very next day, it's just, I, I remember waking up and I couldn't open my hands and that just the rheumatic pain that where it was just my hand was stuck in a fist and I had to physically like manually peel my fingers back to open my hands. And I, I remember I, just, I woke up, I told my mom, I was just like, mom, I can't open my hands. Like, what's going on? But initially we had no idea what was gonna happen or transpire i mean because prior to lupus i was diagnosed with aps antibody phospholipid syndrome basically it's just 
my blood or my body is more prone to making blood clots or DVTs. Uh, they start in the legs and they can move up into the brain, the heart, the lungs, however it is. Um, the APS started in 2015 and that started, or we only found out because I had blood clots in both of my lungs. Oh my so, God. yeah, and it, it ended up not, um, if we would have waited a day later, really a couple hours, the doctor told us it would have been a very different story. Once that happened, I was in the ER, they did a CT scan finally, and that's when it showed you have blood clots in your lungs. I was in the hospital for a week or so, and they were just running all kinds of tests, trying to figure out what was going on. And it came back, I had APS. So, but I can delve into that a little bit more, but um, back to the lupus, it's just, it started with joint pain and we thought like, oh, maybe the blood thinners you're taking is, it's a long-term effect or we had no clue. Um, so, but then it was literally consecutive. It was next day, it was my elbows. Next day, it was my shoulders. The next day it was the fatigue. And then it, it just started to become a whole body thing. And I started dropping weight. I, I was at my peak of everything. It's just, I was weighing 180 of very solid muscle. Cause I mean, every day it was the firefighting thing, the hiking with a hundred pounds on my back and fighting wildfires. That's kind of what it was. I dropped from 180 to 127 in less than two months. And that was kind of like a big something's going on. And I lost a good amount of my hair. I had the butterfly rash, but the fatigue was just so profound. It, I couldn't hold my head up for more than five minutes and things just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So that's insane. And like, you've come a long way from what you've been experiencing, but to experience that, at a young age is crazy but I mean good for you <laughs> you kind of went through with it but definitely impacted a lot of aspects in your life I mean you mentioned some of them like losing weight so were there any other aspects that it impacted like school work how did that work in terms of the the symptoms affecting yeah. your life so it was the off season of firefighting I was back at my regular job that I went to during school I worked in a commercial kitchen in a retirement home. So it that functions 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I was there since high school and they helped me go to school and just kind of volunteering and all that stuff. They would work with me as far as like, they would let me go fight fire, go do my thing with school. Then I would come back and work in the kitchen. I worked my way up from a dishwasher, server, cook. So when all the lupus symptoms, everything started, I was still working. I was still going to school, still doing everything as if like nothing ever happened. Because we, we didn't know it was lupus initially. So we just thought, oh, he's really sick. Like he has a bad flu. He has a bad cold or something. Like he'll get over this. He always does. I, I never, ever really got sick for any reason so i had to stop working i had to stop going to school i had to stop all my activities as far as running cycling lifting weights everything everything literally life came to a halt it it was 
a whole like 180 turn and people at my job in the kitchen they saw literally from when it happened the start of the symptoms to me dropping all that weight literally right before their eyes and it is it, like being a cook you have to carry a knife or being a server you have to carry a tray I couldn't I couldn't carry them to save my life it was just and I couldn't walk I couldn't do anything so then it just okay you you need to stop working cuz your body's going through stuff that you don't know how to deal with yeah that is such a big decision to make to stop the things that you do on a daily basis and it's a big challenge to put your life on halt but what kind of guided you to make that decision was it just based on okay i can't do this anymore or was there you know some family pressure to it friendship pressure work colleague pressure like how did you say like i need to stop all this a lot of it was based off of the symptoms just how they were so drastically happening and just the extent to which they were affecting my body it's just they they just started and they were not letting up things just kept getting worse and worse and then the doctors as well i was already in contact with doctors and seeing them and everything and finally they gave me a uh, an official like diagnosis and that actually happened fairly quickly at, or getting diagnosed quickly and i've i've come to learn that that's a blessing in itself because i know a lot of lupus patients that it took them years to get diagnosed so i mean i i'm thankfully i was one of the lucky ones to get diagnosed early but the doctors my rheumatologist he also was very much you need to you need to stop working and i mean obviously it was he gave me the time off and all that stuff but it was through his recommendation through my family and my friends even my job they told me like i had to take time off cuz i it's just i would go into work for literally an hour and i would tell like i i can't make it through the day so it it was kind of like in a sense i was forced to stop but it was really my body forcing me and everybody around me seeing everything cuz and mind you that everybody i worked with they knew how active i was so to kind of see this happening like right before their eyes it was rather traumatic in a sense for them because they just didn't know what was going on or how to help me. And how did you explain to the people around you like I have this diagnosis? Like did they even ask like you know what is lupus? How did you get through explaining what you had? Were there questions or was it straight up like we see him suffering, he needs to stop? And I told them once we found out like oh you have lupus, I yeah, I told everyone but coming to find out not a lot of people know about lupus or like they they've heard about it but they don't really know what it is and so i didn't know what it was and i i barely even knew how to explain to them like it's it's something with my immune system my immune system is attacking my body and my organs so that's why i'm so tired that and Uh, the hard thing to explain a lot was like the pain the lupus pain that you get in flares that that's kind of like even now it's still pretty hard to like describe to people it's just oh well like is my body's in pain like okay well i mean what do you mean like yeah that, that's still kind of hard to describe but 
a lot of my friends and family, they've, they've done a lot of research themselves. Um, solely just because they, they want to figure out like, okay, what, what's going on with Tony or like, what, what is lupus pretty much. And so like, they would tell me like they're reading up on it a little bit. And then as they're learning, I'm learning as well. And it, it was not like a night and day thing. It, this was like months and months of reading and research. And aside from that, a lot of it had, I had to like, find other people to talk to or like or just watch videos and documentaries really just learning about lupus and kind of all the intricacies of it yeah it's interesting that you bring that up because for the longest time like I didn't want to learn about my arthritis like I was diagnosed at 13 and I was like like my parents can do the reading. Why do I have to do the reading? And why do I have to like look at it? And it was only till three years after my diagnosis. And I like got interested in research and stuff. Like that's when I was like, okay, it's time for me to start reading. And I found like an interest in it. But before that, I was like, that's my parents' job. So it's amazing to see that you were actually taking some action, watching documentaries, reading about it. But before the podcast started, we kind of talked about how there are not that many, you know, other men on social media with lupus. And how did you kind of find your support and community during those times? Like, was it just kind of your friends and family or were you able to find people on social media? Really finding other people, that was a hard thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's a disease you don't really care to know about until you get it. And yeah. I think prior to being diagnosed, I, I only had met, I think, one person with lupus. And even then, I it's like, okay, well, they have lupus, whatever. I didn't know what it was or didn't care to learn about it. So when I got it, it was just, so I got October 2017 was like the official diagnosis. And then 17, and then I think maybe two or three months passed and a cousin of mine they had told us about the Lupus Foundation of Southern California. So mm -hmm. here in San Diego, and we were just kind of like, okay, like we he we need to get there, or I need a I need to attend one of these meetings. So and yeah, no, we checked out their schedule, and yeah, they're real close to where I live, so it's just a short drive away. But that first meeting I attended, it was just it really was like a godsend because I met all these other people with the same disease that I have. And they're going through the same symptoms. So that was really just, okay, I'm not going crazy. Or like what I feel is, is justified. There's other people that are actually feeling the pain that I feel. And mind you, I initially, I, I didn't want to go just because of, I don't want to live with this disease, you know? Like, yeah. that, no, I can get better from this. But little do I know that this is good. This is like a lifelong thing. So, but in, in the early phases or stages of this lupus diagnosis, I was not all happy-go-lucky. I mean, it was a process. It was, it took a very long time for me to accept this disease. And even, even now, it's still, it, I still learn to accept it, but it's definitely something that I'm, I've learned to live with now. And I'm kind of seeing 
seeing li like the good in it, I guess you can say. I mean, it's brought me to meet a lot of people that I never thought I would meet and really give hope to a lot of people because um, a lot of times you hear lupus and you hear like, okay, well, that's the end of my life. That's it. I mean, yeah. I can't live life, but no. So going back to your question, it's just organizations, the Lupus Foundation of Southern California really opened my eyes to what lupus is. Yeah. I feel like once you get connected to those resources and those people, like it's extremely life-changing and it's very like, you just feel very supported. And I remember like I joined a support group a few years back and I felt like, okay, like this was eye-opening. Like I could actually talk to other people that lived with arthritis. And so that's why I kind of formed my own thing to start getting people to talk to each other. This We're all the same age group because I feel like oftentimes it's a challenge to even find some of these things. Like it took me a while to find someone to talk to. Like I was Googling all over the internet and I found like Facebook groups and stuff, but it wasn't people my age. And so getting connected to like an organization through like mutual connections or like even you mentioned your cousin, like that's great. And I'm so glad that you were able to do that because it definitely makes such a big difference to feel validated and like, you're not alone. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Piggybacking off of your last question. It's just like, I think when I was there, there was two other guys in the meeting. The majority was girls, it was women, but just seeing another male figure was just like, wow, like you have lupus too. <laughs> like, what's going on? And the important yeah. platforms like this, like the, the video we're shooting right now it's just i mean if i knew about this channel back when i had i mean <laughs> the first initial diagnosis i mean it, it would have just opened up my eyes but it, i mean what you're doing is just you're a rock star for this this thank you <laughs> so nice of you thank you no i feel like it's so important to get people's stories out because most of the time like I felt like my life was over. I was like, okay, all my joints are swollen. I can't move. Like, I can't do anything. But when you see so many people, even like yourself, like, you are fighting fires and, like, doing so much, exercising, like, moving through your life, I feel like that inspires so many people to realize, like, your life is, like, more than just your diagnosis. Like, you can do so much with it. And you're, like, literally an example of someone who's doing so much with your life with this diagnosis. So I'm just glad, honestly, for you to, like, even be here and share your story. But we talked a little bit about your exercising slightly. I mean, you mentioned, like, oh, you're very active. But then you have to stop exercising. How did your body feel kind of getting back to exercising now versus before? That was a long process. So what, when I got diagnosed, it really like life stopped and work, school, everything, like I said earlier. But it, it, for almost like two years, it was really, I had to relearn everything in my body I had to kind of know or like just redefine the limitations of what my body could handle I mean there was points where my mom and my sisters had to physically carry me from my bed to the living room and that in itself felt like I ran a marathon just carrying a water bottle I couldn't open a water bottle to save my life they had to open a water bottle think like a 23 year old guy and I need my mom to carry me out of the shower because I can't stand for more than five minutes. And it went on like that for almost two years or so. And it, it was just 
a big change of my life. There was just something in me that I, I refused to, it's like, no, this cannot be my life. This can't be, there has to be a way I can get better from this or like, I can't not exercise or be active. It's just, there has to be a way that I can get back to that. I mean, unfortunately, lupus has caused me to reroute my goals in life. So it's firefighting is not too much of a reality anymore, only because of the unpredictability of lupus. Yeah. Um, but I don't ever want to say never. I mean, maybe down the road, so like a department or something will give me a shot, but we'll, we'll see about that. I could only focus on the now, like I could only focus on my next step, not like 10 years into the future, you know? So basically, and that's kind of how, what Lupus has taught me as far as living my life is kind of just focus on, on the step in front of you, focus on just the small steps. It's just small steps, really. Like just getting back to physical activity, your question. Um, like I said, it was a two year process really, but it's just kind of like, okay, so what can you do? What can you do that it doesn't hurt so much? Okay, well, I can walk. So I started walking a little bit. Then I started feeling good. So, okay, well, let me, let me swim. When I swim, I don't have any pain in my joints or anything. So then I started swimming a lot. And it's like, okay, well, my body's feeling really good and I'm getting stronger. So let me try to go for a 10 minute run. And I mean, that was hard. Maybe the next time I could do 11 minutes. And it was literally like that for two years, three years, just getting back to physical activity. And I mean, it, it was, it was a process. It was slow, but it was really like one step at a time as far as like, that's what people, that's what my family, other lupus patients, that's what they would tell me. It's like, focus on the now and don't focus so much on like far, so far ahead because it, initially I kept thinking, saying like, oh, well, why do I even care to progress in life or try to get back to where I was? Because all I'm living for is the next flare. That, that was my mindset. It was just like, oh, well, why do I care about doing this if I'm just going to flare up? Or like, I don't even know when I'm going to flare. But I mean, I could have chosen to live like that or just kind of be negative like that. And, and trust me, it, it's, it's easy to fall into that because I mean, being in pain constantly, it's, it's like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but um, it just really focus on, on the now on your next step and what you can do and just kind of work with what you have. It sounds like you set a lot of like little goals to kind of move forward and like that was what your strategy was don't be too unrealistic but still do what you like doing and accommodate yourself and you know give yourself some credit from like for like what you've done instead of like going like big that's what it sounds like you've done and I feel like that's worked really well for you you said that perfectly as far as like just kind of celebrating the small goals and the like because then the small goals become big goals and it's just, I did, I took my, I really took my health and everything for granted prior to lupus. Oh, so yeah. just kind of like how you're saying, it's just, I didn't realize how walking 
one mile is just, it's monumental to people with autoimmune diseases or you, cause it, it's like very, very seldom. Like you could, you can't really see autoimmune diseases like, and their symptoms. It's like, you can't see what someone is going through. It, yeah. do you, I mean, like, yeah, it's invisible. That makes it like the hardest part is that you can't see it. So it's like, oh, like he looks fine. Like she looks fine. That's the part where the advocacy and awareness is so important because we all need to kind of understand that you don't know what someone's going through and they might be in like so much pain, but they're like looking they're smiling, but they're like going through so much. And that only, that's not just autoimmune diseases. Like I feel like it goes to like mental health and like other disabilities. It ranges so far that not everything is visible. You said that perfectly. It, it just opened my eyes so much more once I started dealing with lupus because you don't see what everybody else is going through. So celebrate the small things. Be sure to give yourself credit. Yeah, hundred percent. So you've obviously kind of accommodated your day-to-day basis but have you implemented any like lifestyle changes that have really helped you with pain management and pain relief pretty much the the biggest lifestyle change that i've implemented since having been diagnosed with lupus is my diet since i've been more disciplined and really stuck to it and changed it it's been the biggest thing that's helped manage and suppress these lupus symptoms. And I mean, I I changed it to uh, like whole food plant-based or vegan, but plant-based pretty much. And it's took out a lot of things of my diet initially, because prior to lupus, I did eat meat. I did, I did, I didn't have any dietary restrictions. And even then I wasn't even eating that bad. It's just, you don't realize the harm that something is causing your body until like you start to read and learn about it. And I had no knowledge about plant-based. My family and my friends raised money to send me to a health Institute in Sacramento. It's run by doctors, nurses, dietitians, and nutritionists. And they teach you everything about living and eating whole food plant-based and kind of the benefits that it has on your body, just kind of eliminating processed food. But the diet has been the the biggest, I mean, I cannot like emphasize that anymore. It, for me, it has been the biggest thing. Yeah, no, I'm also vegan and plant-based, which is crazy to like meet someone else who's doing the same thing as me. Ever since like my arthritis diagnosis, there has been like ups and downs of like me having like cheat days and stuff, but I realized like honestly it's not worth it anymore. So I am now vegan also. And it's honestly helped me tremendously as well. It's obviously personalized, like some people have more flare-ups with certain foods and other different things but for me like that's worked so much alongside the medication the whole diet thing in itself it wasn't a night and day thing it was uh, like okay well i'll eliminate this okay well i'll eliminate this and and so on until like okay well i'm not eating meat anymore then it became like okay i'm not eating any cheese anymore okay i'm not eating anything processed it's just (laughs) it yeah it was a it was a very long process but it's come to be the biggest and most beneficial thing at least for for my lupus i'm back to running i'm back to exercising i'm i'm back to doing 
everything I was doing back when I was firefighting. And yeah. if, if anything, a little bit more than that, other than the diet. I mean, I do attribute the help of the medications, but I truly believe the diet has helped to where I don't have to take such high doses of medications. My mom did so much research about it. I was like a 13, 14 year old. It's hard. Like you can't eat your pizza with your friends and it's just not the same. And it takes so much resilience to even get to that point because temptations <laughs> it's, it's hard but when you get there I felt so much like relief it's really weird I don't know if you've experienced this but you realize that food is not the end of the world but food is a form of socialization everything you do it's food and like everything is like food 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 but with being plant-based especially in the states there's way more than like canada there's like nothing here but it like it's like a little bit easier i find in the states like i get a lot of my like stuff from the states but yeah just going on a little tangent it's definitely changed a lot of the things that i do the way that i eat like my mom is also vegan as well so she supports me my family's vegetarian so they've tried and it's just i think a lot of support is very helpful when getting there but it does take a lot of resilience it takes a lot of resilience a lot of discipline back when i was starting it was like oh man if i'm gonna go out with my friends it's like i don't know what i'm gonna eat or like so i really adjusted and adapted to that because i mean i a good amount of my family they still eat meat and everything no dietary restrictions so I mean, at family parties or when I'm with friends or going to restaurants, I'll look up ahead of time the menu to see yeah. if it's something I could eat. But if not, I'm completely fine with eating ahead of time and still going to hang out with my friends. I mean, I, I'll do stuff like that. Um, but a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, they all very much respect my decisions, my dietary decisions and everything, because they know if I even strayed the slightest bit from my diet, they'll know it'll put me out for a long time. It's like, it, it doesn't become worth it as far as like, oh, well, just a little bit. I mean, that little bit could end up putting me in a week long flare. Yeah. And it's, it's after a certain period of time, like you realize it's not worth it. And I think like, it's funny that you bring that up. My mom would pack my food or I would eat in advance. Like I remember we went to like the 50th birthday party and my mom brought like boxes for us and like packed stuff for us. And we ate it together because like, you know, just the like little bit of milk could harm me for a long for a long period of time and it took a while like you get a lot of questions and a lot of people being like oh like just a little bit like you mentioned or like it's okay like just today like tomorrow we'll be fine the next day like it's a new day and like you hear so many comments but it's like let me do what I gotta do and I find that now my friends are so supportive like we're going on a trip and my friend like took the time to look at vegan options at places so just getting support from the people around you and the close people around you is very important I think something that I'm kind of scared of is like when you start meeting new people and you have to like explain your like life story to them and be like yeah so I can't eat this and I can't do this like that is something that I'm always like oh like I don't want to do it but uh, I don't know if you've experienced like kind of in the social settings of like how did your friends react or like have you made new friends that you had to like be like oh like I can't eat this and I can't do this have yeah i i have and 
I know exactly what you mean as far as like, oh man, here I go, or like I gotta explain everything again. But it, I, I kind of, I guess I've gotten good at it in a sense, like because I've come to meet a lot of people, so I'll just give them like, oh no, yeah, I mean, I, I have a, I have a limited diet. So then that'll provoke another question. Like, oh, really? What is it? Like, oh, no, I'm plant-based vegan. Oh, why? I, I've kind of got a good little spiel. I mean, I know. Living a couple years now, but no, it's, it's literally, it's definitely something that I foresee well into my life. I mean, like, I, it's not going to be avoided. So, but um, I guess it's more how it's presented. Like if, if you're positive about it and kind of like, I guess charismatic in a sense, people will, they'll want to learn about it too. So it's given me the opportunity to even shed light on the lupus community as well. Yeah, honestly, next time I'm just going to send them this link and be like, please watch it. <laughs> I'm just like, you want to know what's going on? Here you go. <laughs> just send them the link of the podcast. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the lifestyle changes we've implemented and it's interesting. It's really cool to find someone else living with a rheumatic disease that's kind of doing the same thing as me and feeling the same way because I find that a lot of people have their own ways, but it's just nice to like relate on something. You already mentioned that you're kind of involved with the Lupus Foundation of Southern California. What is your role? Like, what have you done there? What is some of your advocacy work? How has that worked? Um, to be honest, I'm really just like a member where I attend meetings, but there's been times when they've wanted me to speak as well. Like they did a, they'll do certain meetings. And one of the meetings was um, lupus from a male perspective. So they, they had me as well as a few other males with lupus talk about the disease in itself and how it affects us as male. There's a, there's a walk that they do at the end of every year in December here in San Diego. And it's all to bring lupus awareness really to others. So it's not strictly just for us autoimmune patients, but they're willing to like everyone, anyone who's, anyone can come to a meeting for the purposes of learning what it is. And that's helped a lot of my friends and my family members learn what lupus is that's great and a link there like page down below so if anyone wants to check it out they definitely can do that before we end off the podcast episode i'd like to kind of do like an advice segment and so i have two questions for you the first one is what advice would you give to someone who wants to continue heavy physical activity after getting diagnosed so i would honestly say it's possible and it's very possible but learn and listen to your body because it's like your body might not be the same that it was before having lupus so you can't really go hitting everything at 100 miles per hour or doing all the activity it doesn't even have to relate to exercise or working out it could it could relate to to working your job to the stresses that you were used to on a daily basis your body it's it's different now so you just have to listen and learn your body. You have to kind of know what stresses you want to put your body through, whether it be physical activity or emotional, 
really work with your rheumatologist and your doctors. Having a rheumatologist support you with not only just like medications, but being aware of like the other's lifestyle changes you've made or like what you want to try as well and having their support is really helpful. But it's so important to like get to that comfortable conversation. I find that it's very hard to like be able to do that. And it only happens with like practice and figuring out, you know, what are the approaches I'm going to take? The second question I wanted to ask you is what would you say to those who are trying to figure out triggering events that activate kind of their autoimmune disease but they're like not sure on what path to take to like make those lifestyle changes i've come to learn that not all lupus patients are the same or like even just autoimmune patients there's no two that that are similar or as far as triggering events like mine we've kind of narrowed mine down that it was more of a emotional stressor like an emotional trigger that impacted my body in ways that I could have never prepared for not even the stresses of firefighting or anything else really triggered this reaction in my body this was more of a external emotional thing so if I could Based it off of that, I mean, if you know your body or you're putting yourself in a situation that's not making you feel right or just kind of impacting your body in a negative way, really, you got to step away from whatever it is that's putting your body through it. I mean, even if it if it hurts, like I'm talking like relationship wise or something, because that's kind of what mine was. Um, and wait can you expand on that because we didn't talk can you expand on what yeah <laughs> Just- like i was in a very um in a toxic relationship that was negatively impacting my life uh, and and it was a very it was a short-term thing but the stresses that i was um being put through it it was stuff that I've never even like experienced before as far as mentally and emotionally. And I'm not strictly blaming that the lupus on that. It's just when you put yourself in certain situations, your body's going to react a different way. And um, unfortunately I'm now paying for, I paid for it with lupus pretty much, but um, there's so many things that, could cause lupus. Um, and the thing is, you don't know, but just try to be aware of your body and just be aware of the situations that you're putting yourself in. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think stressful events are definitely like one part of it. Like autoimmune diseases are so unknown in terms of like what could have caused it. There's so many factors and just making your life as stress-free as possible is something that I'd also say. 100%. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining me on this week's episode on Take a Paycheck. We talked about your diagnosis and the period of time where you had to kind of stop and take time off just to better understand what was going on with your lupus. We dived into your passion for running, exercising, your kind of 
work life and what that was all about. We discussed your lifestyle changes, specifically your plant-based diet. And then we finished off by talking about your involvement with Lupus Foundation of Southern California. So everyone, like, comment, subscribe. Check out this episode on different platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you do want to listen to it rather than watch it and vice versa. Share this episode and stream it on other platforms like I mentioned. And I'll see everyone in two weeks on Take a Paycheck. Thank you so much, Tony. Bye. Bye. Bye.